It's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. May the fourth be with you. Welcome inside a special edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Normally, you'd be having post-celebrated your big Kentucky Derby celebrations after that would have happened over the weekend and getting you ready for a primer tomorrow for a little Cinco de Mayo. Instead, we're just thinking about all the things that could be and should be going on like normal, and we'll keep you as close to normal as we can. This is a, a fun episode, Alex, as we go outside EMU a little bit and talk plenty of Mac. Well, sometimes uh, you refer to somebody as the man. Well, we refer to this guy as the guy because it's Jeremy Guy, one of the Mac legends uh, over there in the Cleveland offices. And, of course, you and Jay Guy go way back as friends. He's been with the league for almost 20 years. So a great conversation today because he's got a lot of awesome perspective on kind of things going all the way back to the start of his time through today. Uh, so we talk about everything from the Maction brand beyond, and we even throw a few fun stories in there. And it was fun for me to be able to sit back and, and kind of hear you two reminisce on that. So a great conversation with Jeremy Guy in store. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, we talk about our long history together. Jeremy, of course, uh, was a student at Bowling Green and I was a student, of course, here, so we've got a long track record uh, of uh, working together, and it's a fun conversation. Um, other things that we got going on, you, you want to stay tuned to our podcast in the upcoming weeks as we'll start shifting a little bit to uh, focus some of our alumni stories. We've reached out to a lot of alums the last couple of weeks while we've been sitting at home talking with them, so put that on your calendar. We've also got the You Make the Call vote coming up on social media We've got your submissions. Now it's time to hear what everybody pushed out and see what you think is the best sports broadcaster in the making. There's a lot of great submissions that came in. First and foremost, we can't thank everybody enough that decided to participate in the You Make the Call. And guess what? If you didn't participate to try to win the prize, we need your help now participating as voters because one of these submissions will be lucky enough to be named the You Make the Call champion, and they'll get invited up to the booth next year to an EMU football game with our WEMU broadcast crew. So stay tuned in the next couple of days. We'll be pushing it out on social media. We need you to vote and, uh, and participate that way. And like Greg said, make sure to, to keep tuning into the podcast. We're with this COVID-19 pandemic, we're extending our season a little bit longer than uh, maybe we normally would have, but we've got a lot of great alums and some staff members coming up on the Eastern Insider that are really uh, have great perspective and will teach you a lot about uh, different things. Much like Alex on the golf course over the weekend, an extended round of interviews, mostly because he was showing me up with his snazzy baggage cart that he is using. As he, of course, can't go play with the normal carts that you used to, but it was fun that we got the chance to catch back up. It'd been a while since we'd actually seen each other in person. So it was a fun time. And I promise no squirrels were hurt in the filming of our first round of golf of the year. It's always great when Greg Steiner can get out to the golf course without committing animal murder. He did that, ladies and gentlemen. I was there. 
And I can tell you, we did get to catch up because, you know, nine holes probably should have been like an hour and a half round, but it took us about three with how bad we were playing, but that's okay because it's about the company. But enough of that. I know you don't want to hear us talk about our awful golf. So we're going to head to break. And on the flip side, we've got Jeremy Guy from the Mid-American Conference, a two-part episode right after this. We take the show on the road this week. This time we're headed to Cleveland, Ohio to talk with the Mid-American Conference Assistant Commissioner for Integrated Digital Strategies, or as I like to call him, the Maction Guy. It's my guy, Jeremy Guy, live from Cleveland. Jay Guy, how are we doing today? What's up, boys? It's uh, great to be with you. It's, uh, I don't know what day of quarantine it is, but um, we're getting by here in Cleveland. We had, a, we had a good draft this weekend, right? I'm going to say, you got... Uh, rave reviews on the the browns draft you didn't get any mac guys but we'll we'll leave that okay no. rogan's still out uh, somewhere stacking some fridges yeah man it is uh it, it was great to see it was good to see right it was good to see some live uh if you want to call it that sports um for this weekend and follow along and see everyone's living room and every coach's house and you know it, it felt uh it was good because it just felt a little more normal even though it wasn't your typical draft so uh you have that you have a little last dance on sunday and you had a full sports weekend so not complaining about that it's just looking ahead to you know what's next (laughs) what's next we'll get into plenty of of how you're dealing with being at home and the kids and everything else but want to touch on a few different topics and first off we touched on the the maxion brand and, and you look at it walk us through where did it start from how did it come about and I think, is it safe to say that, that Maction is maybe the most recognizable brand in all of the group of five athletics? Uh, yes, for sure, for that one. Um, no, one no one else, you can, you can say any kind of tagline for any other of those group of five conferences. I, I don't know if they have a tagline. I don't, you know, I, I sit here as you ask me that question, and I don't really know of anyone where, you know, outside of just saying what their conference is, that they have any kind of tag. So Maction is uh, very powerful, still powerful today, and something clearly we're very proud of uh, within our office and hopefully all of our schools are proud of. Um, and, and how Maction started, it's a great question I've been asked many times. Um, and the best answer I can always give is it, it happened organically. It, uh, it's something that happened via social media. And that's why I love it so much because that's where you see it. Um, the most prevalent is on social media throughout our games, but it started just, uh, I'll be honest. I had some people kind of throwing, uh, the Maction word at me when we were first starting Twitter or about three, four years in. And, um, I was like, you know, I kind of saw it here and there and, until we had some great moments and, and some great games, I kind of, you know, it, it transformed me with something where I was like, man, you know, this is so easy, such an easy word and so easy to pull off. Let's just start really, you know, let's, let's take hold of it. Let's embrace it and let's put it out there as much as possible. And that's what I started to do. So I cannot uh, take credit. In fact, funny story is um, I was later sent a 19... 19- Oh, I forget the year. It was in the 80s. 
80s, 70s, late 70s, early 80s, a BG News, the student paper in Bowling Green, had a newspaper, still have a newspaper, and one of their sections to recap football said Maction on it. And I still have that that, uh, photocopy of that paper uh, in my office. It was sent to me just a few years ago by their staff. But it was used, you know, long before Twitter. So long story short is just, you know, taking that word, really promoting it. And we've had some great moments in the Mac that we were able to get behind. And I think that that's really helped, um, whether it's College World Series, great football games, draft picks, um, you know, a host of things that that our student athletes, our coaches have been able to uh, produce. In your career, you've worked at, at a campus in your alma mater in Bowling Green. You've also worked at Kansas and, and now the MAC. As you've kind of navigated those places and learned the ropes, how have you learned to kind of navigate this pandemic working as a communication staff together and, and kind of helping the member institutions that the MAC has in, in really a time that, that no one has ever experienced or there's no right or wrong way to handle it, but how have, have you kind of tried to, to fill this time with things? You know, to be honest, I've looked at this since day one. It's um, business as usual. Um, that's kind of every day. It's a little harder to say um, with no sports going on and stuff, but I've looked at this ever since we were at um, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and our basketball tournament was canceled. Um, from that day, I, some other conferences reached out to me and said, hey, we're not doing anything on social media. We're not doing, you know, this and that. We want to, you know, be, we want to wait and everything. And I, I, it's not in my blood to do that. Um, and so I just started putting stuff out. And that, that Saturday, two days later, I was putting um, – highlights from past basketball championships on Twitter. And I think people, this is a scary time. This is a time where people don't really know what's going on. I think they're looking for something. They're looking for something to grab onto, to have fun with, to put a a smile on their face. And um, from that Saturday uh, until today, um, talking to you guys, I've tried to to kind of keep – a uh, steady hand on our accounts on putting out for, uh, you know, past highlights, things that really bring back some good memories for not only student athletes and coaches involved in the game, but also the fans of that school. And sometimes I've, I've found that people haven't seen certain highlights. So, you know, we've, we've tried to come up with several different strategies and things uh, taking it day by day um, and, and just kind of outlining Hey, this is what we're going to do and work with our schools. We had a TikTok challenge and that went very well. And, and I know student athletes had a really good time with um, and, and the schools pumping up their student athletes. And so we're just trying to kind of um, play, play as we go, you know, just, just take, take what's given to us and try to be creative and, and uh, keep pumping out the word as much as we can about, all the great things in this conference, even though it's a, a really difficult time. Not the best of circumstances. Kind of have the, the silver lining of all that creative content. And obviously, you know, a lot of the content that's usually coming out around this time is uh, certain awards for postseasons and whatnot, as well as obviously game content and statistics. But really, this past couple of months, not having uh, as much game action, well, any game action in the last month and a half or so, has allowed you to be really creative social media. And I know you just talked about a couple of those things, but 
how fun has it been for you uh, in a way to be able to kind of step back and, and exercise some of those creative ideas that maybe you wouldn't normally be able to do during the middle of the season? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something I'm, I'm a guy who definitely tries to take the positives out of uh, any situation. And um, although it's been difficult with two little ones running around, um, I myself, I, I was never like the on-camera guy, right? So I was always behind the scenes. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with running championships and doing all this, but I was never the on-camera person. And I looked at this situation is like, hey, you know, I, I need something. I need some form of interaction other than um, talking to my four-year-old and my two-year-old every day. And not, no offense to my wife, but she's probably, you know, get sick of me. So uh, I need to, to talk uh, to someone else. So I said, let's start some Instagram live interviews and just start talking to student athletes and, and former student athletes. And, you know, a silver lining is just, I, I would have never done that except I was forced in that situation and I've had a lot of fun with it. It's uh, something I'm working on my craft. Uh, it's live. It's, it's tough um, at times and you just try to be who you are and get a good interview because people aren't really there to see me. There's uh, you know, once you get that in your head, they're there to see the other person that makes things flow, but doing things like that, sticking with our podcast, um, you know, trying to create some challenges for our schools is just, that's it's been it's been again silver lining is it's been nice in a way to not worry about the stats and to worry about that kind of stuff it's it's nice to just kind of let those creative juices flow and and see what you come up with and and that is the silver lining and the positive thing that I've kind of um, learned about all this you know the fact that I can do an interview via zoom and put it up and put the video out and uh, working with the rest of our staff on just doing anything we can. So yeah, I, I try to take that and it's been good because I think moving forward, a lot of the things we're doing right now are things we can do in the future when we do get back to normal. Well, don't sell yourself short on the camera work. I know you'll always have a, a fan in Greg Steiner and uh, of course the rest of our Oh office. yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I mean, Hey, it was fun. Uh, you know, last week talked to Eastern Michigan's own Max Crosby and uh, one of, one of the, um, my my favorite interviews. He was he was really good. Um, it was good to hear about the Eagles and and his time at Eastern and you know how much he enjoyed it and how it kind of prepared how playing at Eastern and playing in the MAC uh, helped prepare him for uh, life with the Raiders. And you know you you find those stories and I I really appreciate guys like him and some other pros that I've had on that have taken their time to to do these things. It's it's great. I think everyone. You know, they, they remember where they came from and they uh, really respect the Mac. And, and uh, it's, it's always good to have those kind of guys on that, um, you know, talk so well about the conference and what it's meant to them. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love talking to Eagles. Bring more Eagles on. I'm ready. Well, we certainly will. And I know we always talk about in our office, too, how important it is to get that kind of backstory and, and see the athlete outside of the playing field and certainly – the content you guys have been putting out has been uh, really great for that. And some of the content you also put out, it, it's not quite as prevalent uh, when you guys do this, but certainly Greg and I have been able to see it in person. Always see the fun interactions that uh, it looks like are going on in Cleveland at the Mid-American Conference office. I mean, whether it's uh, H. Clatt always having baked goods around or only the jokes that are going back and forth. Tell the, tell the listeners something uh, maybe that's the most fun about, about working with the staff that you do at the 
Uh, I mean, you know, so we have uh, 18, 18 full-time people um, and working at the Mac uh, now going into my 17th year, 18th year. I don't know. I've lost track. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what year I've been working at the Mac, but um, it's always felt like, like a close knit family. It really does. You're popping in. Uh, what I love is that we all kind of have our traditions and maybe at every workplace you have that, I think, but you know, you, you wait for your certain people to head down and go grab a cup of Starbucks with you and you, and you wait for them to get in the office and that's kind of how you start your day and you pop in. What I, what I really love about our office is no matter who it is at no matter what time of the day, of course, if they're on a call, but you, you can always pop your head into someone's office and you can always sit there and have a conversation and that's what I've loved the most about it is just everyone, um, you know, you, you would think that you get on people's nerves after a while, but it's just everyone's there to, that I work with is just really focused on trying to make this conference great and um, sharing ideas. And have, again, no one has their door closed whenever, you know, throughout the day and being able to pop in at any time and have a conversation, not just about work, but about what's going on outside of work it is, has always just been my favorite. And it's a great group to work with. It always has even the people that have come and gone, you know, and, and, uh, it, that's just what I enjoy. It's like the little things, right? It's not any major thing. It's, it's those walks to lunch and those, uh, meetings or, or doing a happy hour with your coworkers. And it, they're people that you, you spend a whole day with and you're still ready to hang out with, um, after the day um, is is over, after the work day's over, and recap things. So yeah, it's it's always been that way, and that's really why I'm still there after all these years. Uh, outside of loving uh, promoting this conference, is just the people, and and that goes further. I'm not trying to butter anyone up here, but I feel that a lot with our schools. Um, I do. You, you go on campus. Um, you you uh, talk at meetings where there's spring meetings with ads. And you run into people, and I, I think everyone. That's what I love the most about the Mac is just everyone's on the same page of of trying to move us forward and and do what's best for us. And and no matter who it is and where you are, um, you you just feel that like family uh, type thing. No, no matter what the campus is or or in our office. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Talking with Jeremy Guy, the Max Assistant Commissioner and also the co-host of the Call to Maction podcast, which you can find each and every week on social media. One of the things that uh, you've done such a good job of over the years is finding interns that are able to work MAC tournaments or NCAA tournaments. And this year, uh, of course, with the MAC tournament and the basketball NCAA tournament that was supposed to be canceled, a lot of people weren't able to get some of the experience that uh, they normally would have. You look at some of the interns that yeah. you turned out, Adam Kuffner and, and Phil Burwell, who worked for you, that eventually ended up working for me. If you're somebody sitting at home and you missed out on, on one of those professional development activities, what would your recommendation be to somebody at home right now on how they can get themselves still ready and some experience? 
Well, uh, it's funny you asked that because since that time when we've been canceled, I've had several of those volunteers uh, have reached out to me uh, via phone and they've asked that question. Uh, it's a tough time. Uh, a lot of people are kind of figuring out in the college landscape of what the next step is. And, uh, you know, I, I tell all these people that have called me, um, and it's not a ton, but it's a good four or five. Um, they, they've asked me that question and I say exactly what you just did is what you should be doing. And they reached out to me. They just wanted to talk. They wanted to ask me about my background. Um, what I, what I did to get where I am, kind of my story and, and what more they can be doing. And right now, making those personal connections any way you can when there's nothing out there for you to physically do is the best thing you can do. Um, and Greg, I, I'm sure, you know, with you being as long in this as, as I have, uh, you would agree with that, that, you know, making those personal connections, even though it's via phone or if it's Zoom and it just talking, like, I think what this thing is, this pandemic has made us realize is just getting back to the the things that kind of first got us here. And that's a lot of personal relationships. And that's a lot of uh, just communication with one another rather than the fast paced, you know, what's the next piece of content we're doing? What's the next meeting we have to run to? What's all this? It's, it's, it's slowed things down. And so for someone breaking in this industry, I, Hey, if someone writes me an email or, or, uh, you know, finds my number and shoots me a text, I'm not going to shove every anyone out, like come talk to me, ask me, like I'm, I'm willing to talk to anyone and, and give advice. And, um, you know, maybe all those people that called me, I said, Hey, when this thing starts back up, you know, make sure you get in touch with me for the next Mac basketball tournament or whether it's the football championship or, you know, anything, any way I can help. And, and two, you just never know who people know. You might have someone call you and just be talking and like, Hey, I applied at so-and-so university. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, I know that someone there and all it takes is a phone call to get that. And, and some people think they have to do all these things and volunteer, which is huge. But if sometimes it's just a phone call and you never know how far a phone call can get you. Uh, so that would be during this time, my greatest advice. I certainly have less experience in the field than uh, both of you guys, but I can attest to that as well. I mean, that's something I've tried to do and, you know, just knowing Greg from my time as an equipment manager, I would say probably helped me the most to, to now be in yeah. his office and him and with, with him as, as his assistant. So certainly great advice there from, from Jeremy Guy. Jeremy, I know that you've had Greg kind of do this on your podcast when you've had him on. So I'm interested now to kind of flip the script on you. And, you know, you've known Greg for uh, the better part of 20 years. What's the best story about Greg Steiner you can tell me? And please make it good because I want to be able to use this in the office. Oh, uh, I mean, Greg, my, is it, is it podcast rules? Like, am I allowed to tell the same story that you told? Cause it is the greatest story. It is a really good story. <laughs> All right. So I guess I can't be that creative, but it's, it's the best story. I mean, we, when it's the best, it's the best. Uh, Greg and I, we used to, well, the Mac used to have the baseball tournament down in Chillicothe, Ohio. Uh, for those that aren't in Chillicothe, have never been to Chillicothe, it's a smaller town uh, south of Columbus. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have a whole ton. Um, 
it's a factory. I, I forget what their main thing is there, but um, oh, paint, right? Is it paint? Yep. It must be paint. They, yeah, yeah, they so, do a lot of industrial products. Yeah, a lot of industrial. You know, it's an industrial town. So uh, we had a hotel that was close by this um, food, you know, restaurant. <clears throat> and uh, Greg and I are there, and um, we're we pay for our tab and everything. We, we walk back because the hotel was so close to the um, to the restaurant. So we're walking back and this guy who who must've been on the job for quite some time that day and maybe letting loose a little at the, at the bar, having a few adult beverages, you know, he, he just looks straight at us. And I don't know still to this day who he was talking to. I want to say for at least this podcast purposes, he was talking to Greg. He may have been talking to both of us, but I feel like maybe the, the more I think about it, I think he was talking to Greg. And uh, he looks his dead in the eye and he says, hey, you want to do a punching contest? And we both kind of looked at each other. And this guy was, you know, he, he had a few, a few pops, definitely. And uh, we kind of looked in like a punching contest. And he, he wanted us to, one of us, and we'll say again that it's Greg, to throw a punch right at his face. And uh, we just stood there and looked and kind of walked and, as we were walking away back to the hotel, maybe a little quicker at this point, um, the guy kind of like kept staring at us and, and yelling at us as we trailed off. And uh, I, I'll just never forget that moment because it was just out of nowhere, someone asking us to punch them square in the draw. And um, yeah, I, I'll never forget kind of both the looks on my and Greg's face when he said that to us. And one of my favorite championship moments um, that, I, that I've been part of with Greg. I, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. Jeremy is very superstitious and has a tendency to uh, believe that, uh, yeah. that people or certain circumstances can lead to runs and games. And of course yeah. the basketball tournament also falls usually, uh, the baseball tournament usually falls around NBA playoff time. So a lot of times we spent in a suite at uh, whatever complex watching Cavs basketball with LeBron and if LeBron was on a hot streak you had to remain sitting in certain circumstances situations or whatnot and there was one night LeBron wasn't having a very good game and I got up and left and Jeremy proceeded to to ban me from the press box from the rest of the night because LeBron was having a better night shooting when I wasn't in the press box than when I was. This is 100% correct. I mean, you can't mess with the mojo, and we really needed it. Everyone knows how bad. Uh, I don't know if that was the – was that the year we eventually won it? I have no clue. Probably, yes, that probably was the not, year we eventually won it. was? Yeah. Well, then it worked. There you go. I mean, you sitting outside of that press box or the suite um, that we were watching the game in during, you know, the tournament and keeping an eye on, you know, if you leave and we go on a run, you had to sit out. And, and you did your part, and you were a good sport, and I appreciate that. And thank you for bringing the title to Cleveland. That's why we, we sometimes just text back and forth, boom, or punching contest, but you never know what you're going to get. Uh, yes, rap- we've had many great championship moments, that, we have. that's for sure. We could probably have a whole show with that. but uh, That or the time won't. at the, the bistro when we saw Paul Palian uh, hanging out with uh, <laughs> drinking pitchers of, of some – beverage i don't know what it was but it went late in the night yes yes there's there's been many a tale of, well, of during a championship weekend we'll close your appearance with uh, some rapid fire questions 
first oh thing first thing that comes to your mind you asked me okay. a, a little bit what my tradition in cleveland but if somebody's coming to northeast ohio and doesn't know where's the place you're taking them to dinner wow that is loaded for someone that is so that's been everywhere um my place well can i ask you something is this like a chance is this like a casual play? I mean, there's so many ways I could go with that. That's a really tough question. I, I guess um, it would be what what would you if you were encouraging somebody to have a taste of Cleveland that you gotta go to? Where are you going? Well, um, well, my place wouldn't be downtown. Um, my place would be uh, there's a little part a little east of Cleveland. Uh, it's our little Italy. Um, we do have a little Italy. It's it's one street of a ton of different Italian restaurants, uh, all very good. And that is uh, like one of my favorite places in town. It's about 10 minutes from downtown. It's a little tough to get to because there's not really a highway exit, but um, it's a street of, of all these Italian spots uh, in Cleveland, bakeries, um, a ton of great restaurants and you can, they every August, actually, they have a festival where they set up in front of every restaurant and serve all different Italian foods based on the restaurant. Uh, you just walk around and eat all day. And it's like one of my favorite things every year to do. Uh, so that doesn't help someone out if they're there for a championship, but if they're there in Cleveland, uh, going to little Italy is a great thing, um, for anyone to do. I've experience. known you this long. You've never even mentioned that. It's tough. It's tough because we're we're always a championship and we're always working. It's not a place you can get to um, easily. And when we're doing wow. baseball together, that would be about a forty-five minute dr drive. But hey, next time I, I'll take you there. We, we can go. I'm in. Okay, think, uh, sounds good. I don't know Greg or I have ever uh, wavered in trying some some good food, no matter no matter what the uh, distance is. <laughs> All right. So going back to the back office, funniest person inside the office on a daily basis. Funniest person. Um, I would say, uh, uh, I would say Kadeem Huggins. Kadeem is uh, new to our staff. He's very quiet, but he drops some really funny one-liners and he's from New York city and just the way he talks and the way he kind of like just drops a very uh i think he's a lot like me and dropping a dry sense of humor type comment uh so when he says something i just i i laugh so i would i would go with kadeem for that if we flip the script to the man in charge what's one thing about commissioner steinbrecher that people don't know but they should know commissioner steinbrecher uh, so every year we've had a Christmas, uh, you know, like everyone does, uh, a, a Mac Christmas party. And for many years, uh, commissioner would hold that at his house. And, uh, he makes the, one of the very best, I got to give him credit, apple crisp. He, he loves to get in the kitchen and he likes to cook and he makes this apple crisp pie that is, uh, very, very good. He's brought him into the office before non-Christmas, and it doesn't last very long. So that's one thing I think people definitely wouldn't know about John. Uh, we had him on our podcast 
and he he cooks to to show you how much um of of a cooking aficionado he is he he makes the entire thanksgiving dinner for his family he gets in there he does everything by hand and that's his thing so he he loves it and he's uh he's he's very uh, well versed in the kitchen it's impressive i would have never guessed that yeah, hey, you ask me questions, I'm giving you answers. I, I know, I'm I'm enlightened. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. If you if you can just have one, which one is it going to be? Is it an Indians World Series championship or a Browns Super Bowl championship? You only have one. Wow. Um. Huh, that is the toughest question you threw at me. Um. So. I will answer that by saying in Indians World Series, um, growing up for, for this reason, although I would be ecstatic if the Browns won, if you have a game seven in Cleveland, like we did and we didn't bring it home, but if you have a game seven in Cleveland and we were actually able to win that, um, that's like a childhood um, goal. Like, so when growing up, I just would everything I would have ever known. Like my dad, my first sporting event was going to an Indians game. I remember going to old municipal stadium when there was no one there watching the Indians. I grew up a huge baseball fan, play baseball. Um, and, and that's just more than one sport. I mean, I played a little football, but definitely wasn't good. And, and just enough to, to get outside, but to, to the, the, what I love about baseball the most is that it's such a family thing. You just remember a lot of family moments. And for me, especially, I just remember it would mean a ton, especially if I was there with my dad, there'd be no question that the Indians would be, cause that's his favorite sport. He brought me into being an Indians fan. We've gone to so, so, so many games together. And if we were able to take in a, a world series uh, title uh, for the tribe, that would, that would outrank the Browns because of that reason. It's just, it's just what you grow up with. Not to say I didn't grow up with the Browns, but you know, when you're little, you're not going into the dog pound with your dad. You, you don't have as many options of, of going to those games because um, it's tough to get into it and, and to be around that crowd. But baseball is just a thing that you remember of family and growing up. So that's, I would, I would take the Indians title. I thought it was also you were going to say, because you were so upset that they took uh uh, Joe Thomas over uh, Brady Quinn that one year. We'll, we'll let that. Pass. Well, as you as you know, I'm a huge a huge Browns fan. I think as I've gotten older, it may have turned into you know that I'm I'm more gung ho on the Browns. But I, I I think it's just because it's a shorter season and you know compact, and that's what makes the NFL so great is the week to week. But yeah, if you if you were to ask me right now what I'd like it to experience. A, a World Series with uh, my dad would be the number one. Jeremy, I appreciate your time. As always, we can't thank you enough for what you do for not only the league, but for Eastern Michigan and, and helping us out. And I consider you one of my uh, truest friends in the industry. And I can't thank you for everything that you've done throughout my career as well. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. And the same goes for you. And and uh, we're, we're going to bring uh, Alex along here to, to, you know, be the, the, the third musketeer of uh, championships moving forward and 
And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait till we get back out there and, and do what we all love. Uh, we're all in this business because we love it. And, uh, you know, it's a tough time right now. And we'll, like everyone says, we'll get through it. And uh, hopefully sooner rather than later and getting back to, to doing all the things we love day to day. So, again, I appreciate you guys for having me on. that'll do it for another edition of the eastern insider podcast remember you can find us on apple spotify or emueagles.com until next week stay safe